Hey, welcome back to EPIC. Today's lesson two, we're gonna talk about what science is. But I just wanna remind everybody that throughout this entire course, all we're doing is just scratching the surface. The, these are the kind of bare minimum things that everybody should be aware of, everybody should know. Now, there's a lot of scientific literature out there, and I highly encourage everybody to go out there and read more things. The more you know, the better uh, knowledge is power. So when we talk about science, it's very important to note here that science is always in flux. What I mean by that is that it keeps changing as more and more evidence comes in. A very good example of that is Galileo Galilei. When he pointed his telescope, which by no means was perfect, let's be honest there, uh, when he pointed it at Jupiter, he saw the planet and a couple of smaller bodies around it, and he thought that these were maybe stars. And Today, uh, well, not today, but a couple of years ago, the Juno space probe took this picture. Uh, so you can see the difference. This is using a very cheap and bad telescope. And then this is the result of multi-million dollar, uh, you know, kind of top of the line equipment that we can send into space and actually observe Jupiter up close. So um, as amateur scientists, we have to be kind of honest about our limitations because really it's, it's very hard to compete with something like this. So of course we need amateur scientists out there, uh, but we just have to be a bit humble about our cap capabilities. Uh, Galileo was a very patient and accurate observer. Over time, it became clear to him that the motion of the objects he saw followed Kepler's laws, the same laws that describe the motions of the planets around the sun. Clearly, they orbited Jupiter in much the same way our moon orbits the Earth. And if the moon could orbit a planet, then perhaps it was true that the Earth orbited the sun as well. Now, I'm telling you the story because for thousands of years, actually, the science of the day basically said that the Earth was at the center of the universe. And it took, in fact, scientists thousands of years to arrive at the correct conclusion of heliocentrism. Uh, that means that the Earth and other planets revolve around the sun, the sun being at the center of the system. Now, again, I'm saying all this because I want to reinforce the point that science keeps changing based on more observations and more evidence. Uh, now, another interesting example is Einstein. He, for example, thought about black holes, maybe more than he should have. Uh, he thought about them in the universe, but we couldn't really verify his theory until we measured gravitational waves. And then we, in fact, directly observed a black hole. Uh, there was an image that came out not so long ago, uh, this one, in fact, and you can also find it on the internet. Go check it out. So I think it's fair to say that modern science basically begins at the start of the 20th century. So we had about 120 years or so of what I would call fairly advanced science. But in the future, say 500 years from now or a thousand years from now, maybe almost everything we see today will look quite primitive. This is not really a huge leap because if you remember about in, in the 60s or so, or a little bit before that, uh, they were really big computers, computers that occupied entire rooms of buildings. And now most of us have a cell phone, which is way more powerful than those computers that occupied entire rooms. We can just put it in our pocket and walk around with it. Now, imagine you had a cell phone and you had a time machine as well, and you went back in time, say 2000 years into the past, 
you took it out and you showed it off to everybody with a beautiful touch screen and you, you played some kind of movie on it. What would be the reaction of people at the time? Well, people at the time would maybe think you're some kind of heretic because, and you might get killed for it actually. That's how things worked back then. People were very scared of something. So instead of dealing with the fear rationally, they dealt with it on a very emotional level. So if they feared something, they would just physically eliminate that threat. And I just want to, I just want people to be conscious of the fact that if they do go and work in scientific fields, there are chances they will get threats and death threats in worst case scenarios. That's the world we live in, unfortunately, still. 2000 years ago, you would surely be stoned to death for showing off the latest iPhone. But these days you can get hurt for just presenting the science. Now, I have a story I can tell you here. I have a friend who used to work in retail, and even though their store had a sign saying that they do not accept returns of used underwear, some people still try to return them. You deal with fools and bad customers in every profession, but generally, these people will go bark at the manager and then go home. No harm done. Related to climate change, I often have exchanges online, and I remember this one case, uh, it was somebody in Portugal, but remember it's on Facebook, so you can never be sure. Uh, he was saying that the temperatures in the world are not increasing because get this, uh, that particular summer in his tiny spot somewhere in Portugal, he felt it was cooler than usual. And do you think he presented any data to back it up? Of course not. It was just his personal feeling. And online, people will call you names. I get called names all the time uh, and get very emotional while being ir very irrational indeed. So just be ready for that. Generally, these people count on the fact or they expect uh, that me or you, we don't know much science, so they feel they can just walk all over us. They will mention things like, for example, the uh, Oregon petition, uh, which was a petition organized and circulated in 1998, about a year after the Kyoto Protocol. It claims to have about uh, 31,000 signatures from scientists who said, right, uh, people are not responsible for the rising temperatures on the earth. Since they are talking about scientists in general, just people with a science bachelor's degree, for example, or higher, 31,000 is not at all an impressive number. Moreover, when you do look at those signatures, you find that out of them all, only 39 were climatologists. And this is very important, guys, because if you have a toothache, you go to a dentist. If your toilet is backed up, you call a plumber. And if you want to know about the physical composition of a distant world, you would ask an astrophysicist. Who you go to advice for is absolutely critical. It makes all the difference in the world. So I occasionally bump into climate change deniers online. You probably will as well. Uh, don't be intimidated by them. Uh, it's really no big deal. Usually they, they repeat fossil fuel talking points and it's, it's just not very impressive. Uh, they, in my mind, they have never produced any convincing evidence. So I'm still waiting, guys. Come on, bring it on. So while almost nobody will threaten your life if you refuse to accept used underwear, in the scientific fields, you could get harmed much more. So please just be careful. I'm not saying this to discourage people from going into science. By all means, do go into science and pursue things you are passionate about. 
in fact, I would say we need more preachers of science right now out there. Maybe now more than ever before. Right now is not the time to hide behind the couch. It is time to speak up because our very survival, as we'll see later in the course, is on the line. Okay, so next time we will talk a little bit about the history of climate change. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I recommend checking out the website because it has visuals. It also has a quiz section and answers section. Uh, the easiest way to find it is to go to Google and type Epic Climate Change Course. And usually it brings up the listenable link, but that's just an audio link anyway. Uh, but there might be a YouTube video, which has a picture of a tree, a forest, basically. Uh, and so that's it. If you click on that, there is a link in there to the main website. So unfortunately, I don't have a domain, so I don't have a direct link. But anyway, uh, stay tuned for more.